0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio.
1: Well, along with the hospitality sector, retailers have endured the bumpiest ride since the start of the pandemic. But how has the sector demonstrated resilience over the past twenty-one months, and what are the key issues that need to be addressed to support this critical part of the economy? Duncan Graham is the managing director of Retail Excellence Ireland. And he joins us now to delve into the current state of the sector. Duncan, Retail Excellence Ireland represents over 2,000 retailers nationwide. But how would you sum up the state of the retail sector since COVID hit?
0: Yeah, I'm smiling here, Carl, because it's been a roller coaster, hasn't it? It's been some 18 months, two years uh, for, for retail. I think... Uh, you know, often just when we've thought that we're out of the woods, there's been a new lockdown. Um, you know, we've had the, the 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 long lockdown at the start of this year, the five months when non-essential retail was shut. Um, and, of course, you know, we've had a really mixed picture. So if you're a food retailer in 2020, you tended to have performed really well with restaurants being closed and everything, people coming and buying speciality foods from you. Um, you know, when we opened the... Sector up in sort of May of this year, Um, certainly we had a bounce back in things like clothing and homewares and things like that. Um, You know, but, uh, you know, it's been really, really difficult and different. Um, And retailers have, in the main, sold in in a lot of cases. Um, You know, if you look at what's gone on, our city centers have, have particularly found it tough you know, missing hospitality, missing those, um, those, you know, the office workers and missing the tourists.
1: That is for sure. And of course, I'd like to find out what exactly has Retail Excellence Ireland been doing over the past 21 months to support retailers across the country?
0: Yeah, you know, this, this business was originally set up by my, my predecessor as, as a bit of a networking organisation. We, you know, networked um, retailers with partners and we built, the, uh, we, we, we strove towards excellence in the industry and, and how we move it on to the next steps and how we you know, provide uh, insights around the world in terms of you know, helping Irish retailers to move up to the next level. I think for the last 18 to 20 months, a lot of what we've been doing is lobbying government. Um, we've spent a lot of time talking to the new Minister for Retail, Damien English, around uh what retailers are saying, what retailers are thinking, uh, what we need to do in terms of the various uh, government supports to support retailers going forward. And a lot of that's been where our focus has
1: been. And how supportive, in your opinion, has the government been of the retail industry over the past 18 months?
0: Yeah, look, I, I think in general, the government supports that have been put in place have certainly helped. I mean, you know, we've see, we'd seen an enormous amount of uh, closed uh, vacant retail units uh, at this point. If it wasn't for those government supports, so you know the things that are really, I, are, are the ones that have, have hit home. I think, a bit like other industries, has been the um, the wage supports, certainly the uh, the EWSS and the TWSS before that. Those have certainly helped. Um, the pandemic uh, unemployment payment for those retail workers that found themselves out of out of a job for periods of time. You know that certainly helped and had. You know, it's probably had its day now in terms of, um, you know, it needs to be wound down and there's certainly a lot of vacancies across retail uh, we need those people back in, uh, back into. Um, but those government supports have been really welcome. Um, and the online supports through Enterprise Island and through the local enterprise offices have also helped the industry to move uh, down that route. So, you know, you, you wouldn't have survived, you know, the, the lockdown of November last year or indeed the five months the start of this year if it wasn't for those supports being put in place. And it wasn't to enable businesses to move uh, on the, down the online route, so they've been really welcome. But of course, government could have gone uh, further. Um, you know, and um, you know, you're still looking at a lot of vacant units across the uh, across the country. So rent support and all of that would, would certainly have helped.
1: And Duncan, of course, Retail Excellence Ireland, like every other year, did take the time to celebrate the people at the heart of excellence in the Irish retail industry through your Retail Excellence Ireland awards. Talk to us about those, and specifically, what stood out about the winners this time round.
0: So yeah, we had the we actually managed to shoe, shoehorn the awards in um, before the latest restrictions. Uh, so these are about two, two, three weeks ago now. At this point, um, we had a fabulous time. You know, we've we've uh, been awarding uh, awards for excellence in store, in store of the year, national retailer of the year, e-commerce, uh, which has been obviously very new, uh, and the uh, We've three awards that we gave out for those this time round. And, you know, there's been some fabulous retailers that have really turned their businesses on the head. Um, So I'm thinking of people like um, James O'Connor running Frank's Place there in Wexford and uh, Maguire Diamonds in Enniscorthy. And, you know, and the winners, the two winners that we had National Retailer of the Year was Arboretum in Carlo and um, Fabiani in Longford. So across the piece, what's been really evident is that a lot of retailers over the last uh, 18 months, two years, have really focused on on their business, on what they want their business to be. You know, the, the whole omni-channel piece of does my website and my, you know, if you visit my bricks and mortar store, do, do the two things give the same message to the consumer, to the customer? Are we really putting across uh, a, a combined message of excellence? And, you know, there's a lot of retailers across Ireland, it's very evident, are comparable to some of the best in the world Carl, now at this
1: point. And does staff recruitment continue to be a major problem for your members? And if so, what is the solution to this challenge?
0: So, yeah, look, it, uh, certainly as we came out of um, the lockdown in May and since that time, um, we've been struggling to fill vacancies. There's, you know, there, there's been uh, a real demand for people. Uh, I think what has happened here is that, uh, you know, if you think about where retail was at in 2019, um, there was a lot of migrant workers uh, that were, you know, people, students from from European countries and from, uh, you know, South America and places that were uh, having these roles in retail. And of course, when you have such a long lockdown, people have left the industry and and you know people have moved home uh, and that's been um, really difficult. So and a lot of new people are now coming into retail. So you know, there's, there's no doubt about it, there are there are plenty of vacancies across retail and hospitality at the moment, and what are we doing about it? Well, you know, we, we need, to, we really need to work hard to show retail as a career, and it is a brilliant career, and it's a very changing career, so you know, gone are the days when it's sort of I go into work in a retail environment and I'm standing on my feet for eight hours a day, there are jobs now in logistics, in retail, there are jobs in e-commerce, in retail, you know, and, and there's there's you know, the whole giving back in terms of the customer service side, which is so important. So it is really changing. And I think um, equally, you'll find some good pay rates now. I think, you know, demand and supply uh, are certainly meant that, uh, you know, employers have been uh, been pushing the boat out when it comes to attracting talent into the sector. And, um, you know, I think there are some good jobs to be had um, and will do for the future as well.
1: And how have Brexit and COVID-19 affected retailers from a supply chain perspective?
0: Yeah, it's been a real headache. And, um, you know, going into this Christmas, I know there's a lot of stories about, you know, artificial Christmas trees, for example, in short supply and so on. I think the first thing I'd say is it's been so uncertain that if you're a retail buyer and you're trying to forecast what you're going to be, you know, how much to buy and what the marketplace is going to be like six or eight months ahead of Christmas, let's say, for this year, it's been extremely difficult. You know, some people will tell you it's going to be a great Christmas. Other people tell you that if, uh, you know, if COVID strikes, it's not going to be a great Christmas and so on. So it's really difficult. And in, given that situation, um, buyers have been very cautious, number one. Uh, number two, there's been massive issues with supply chain. Um, and it's almost like it's been a perfect storm of uh, you know, lockdowns in factories in the Far East and difficulties in the Suez Canal, if you remember the, the boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal there back in April, May time. Of course. You know, all of those things have combined to make it a very uncertain time in terms of supply chain. Um, and, you know, what we're left with is a situation. where sure there's stock in stores and there will be stock in stores. But, you know, actually getting that best, fastest selling item, it's probably going to be sold out very early on this time this year and you know the message to consumers is if, if you want something you really need to have been in there now if not two or three weeks ago in order to get really what you want but there will be products there'll certainly be products up till Christmas Eve but it may not be exactly what you're looking for.
1: Uh, Duncan the last time we spoke you were very concerned about retailers and how they were going to be approached and treated by landlords when it came to rental payments especially when those retailers couldn't even open their stores so how has that worked out at this stage?
0: Yeah, it's, it's been tough. Um, I think, uh, you know, certainly what was very evident was there were no real demands during periods of lockdown for those retailers that were locked down, uh, were, were closed. Um, landlords were, you know, certainly weren't chasing rent at that point. Um, as things began to reopen again, um, you know, many landlords uh, came and said, look, you know, you owe us for periods of time when, when the, the business was shut. I think in, in reality, deals were being done, um, and you know there has been a pragmatic approach between landlords and tenants. I think in many cases, what we found was it was the retailers that were chasing the landlords to get round the table and thrash through a deal. Um, there hasn't been a great deal of support from government around this whole area. So the only thing that was brought in was a code of conduct. Uh, which really said, you know, in, in effect, get round the table and sort out the differences and make sure you come up with a deal. And that's going back to September of last year. And it really, it's toothless. It's no legal uh, backing or anything. So, you know, that's been difficult. I think what we're now left with is a situation where, you know, there are something like, or were 2,000 retail units vacant across the country. You know, if you look at Dublin uh, now, On Grafton Street alone, there are 12 vacant units. So, you know, the whole thing is still playing out. Um, And, you know, there's still time. There's still time for government to come to the table and, you know, reinforce, make these, you know, bring in some form of mediation between landlord and tenant uh, to enable deals to be done and, you know, compromises reached.
1: I think one of the big concerns that small independent retailers have about going online is their concern about how they deal with returns. Now, not too many people are aware of it, but New Look here in Wexford is actually the return centre for Europe, for that UK brand. Mm. But Mm. what advice and what guidance would you give to retailers in terms of how they should deal with the return space?
0: Yeah, look, I think it depends on what type of retailer you are. Um, I think you know. You, I always regard this as the best thing you do is think customer first and think about the service first. Accept the fact, accept the fact that if you're in a, you know, if you're selling clothing and people need to try something on, um, that you're going to get a fair degree of return. You know, it's going to be higher than you'd get if somebody's coming into your store and trying it on in a sitting room. So accept the fact you're going to get the returns and make it easy for people to return things. There's nothing worse than uh, you know, a customer getting something and then finding that the returns process is really difficult and convoluted, um, far better just to make it easier for them because the reality is that if it's easy, the chances are they're going to repurchase from you. you know, if you make it difficult, they'll just go to somebody else that will make it easy. So you know, it, it, it's one of these things. It's an added cost of doing business. If you're doing business online, you're going to have to expect that you're going to have a higher returns rate. Just make it easy for the consumer and the consumer will come back. I think that's the message, Carl.
1: And have you any concern about government restrictions being introduced that could impact your members during the month of December?
0: Yeah, I think we're into a a very uncertain time. I think what we actually had this time last year, uh, ironically, was more certainty than we've got now. Um, You know, the certainty we had last year was that we knew as of December the 1st the economy was going to be reopened again, and even though retailers or non essential retailers were shut this time last year. You know, it was only a matter of days before we were due to open this time round. You know, I think the messages we're getting from government at the moment are that there won't be that wholesale lockdown that we had previously, and that retail will remain open and hopefully hospitality as well. Um, and certainly, as we sit here today, um, you know, that seems to be the message that's coming through. Albeit, we're also told in the next breath that nothing can be ruled out when it, when it comes to COVID. So it is difficult. I hope we will trade on. Uh, I think, you know, it's really difficult this time of the year to differentiate between essential and non-essential retail. Um, and, you know, I do think that uh, the government, um, you know, will, will stick with it uh, this time round. I think the issue is then going to be what happens in January and February of next year. Um, but hopefully things will will start to plateau out and we will start to see um, this being brought back under control again. Um, You know, so my fingers are certainly crossed on that one, Carl, at the moment.
1: I have no doubt they are. Now, Duncan, I'd also like to find out what new supports or even existing supports are you asking government at this stage to continue for the calendar year 2022 for retailers?
0: Yeah, look, I I think it's fairly straightforward. I think, you know, we certainly, I know the EWSS, the wage supports are due to finish uh, in April of next year. And, and, you know, again, dependent upon the track of the, the virus and what happens with further lockdowns, I think the government needs to consider, you know, whether to, to extend those further. I think the, the rates waivers have been very useful, and I think that needs to be considered. Um, but the biggest one, I think, is what we've described before. is really, you know, more support to get uh, retailers online. Uh, I think that is... Uh, there's a big need for that... Um, for next year, you know how you can really crank that up through Enterprise Ireland and through the local Enterprise Offices to get that online presence really established. And then I think the, the final one is is government support in terms of developing retail as a career. You know what can we do? to And we're very much having this conversation at the moment with the Department of Enterprise around how we bring uh, quality people into the retail environment and develop that career structure for them. And that's obviously one for the future. And then I think the final one is is the really the rejuvenation and the renewal of some of our towns and cities around the country, um, you know, which have taken a right battering over the last two years. And there really needs to be a lot of government support to, to, to encourage people back into our, our towns and cities and make them decent, safe, attractive places to visit.
1: And just on that particular point, and it will finish this morning's interview with us, is, of course, there's been a permanent move at this stage to both remote and blended working. So what is your outlook for town centre retailers across the country over the medium to long term?
0: Yeah, I I think it's really about bringing everybody together to really have a good in-depth look at what we want our towns and cities to be in the future. And, you know, the the problem that we've got at the moment is that There's far too many vacant units, far too many dilapidated units, far too many um, poor streetscapes. And and really what we need to do is dust it down, come together and, you know, get a concerted campaign, A, to bring some international retailers, you know, track them into the country and take on some of these units. We also need to make sure that, you know, we're giving people the breaks to get in, whether it's, you know, six months rent-free periods to set up a pop-up shop, to try something we need to really take good quality entrepreneurs from around the country and give them the opportunity to develop their ideas and give them these units for periods of time and get them to make a go of it so I think the future is actually quite bright Carl in that sense I think the future is around you know I think there will be an emergence of good quality people uh, who will want to take the opportunities that are inevitably around there and um, you know we need to give them that We need to really thrive on that opportunity and make it happen.
1: Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Duncan Graham from Retail Excellence Ireland. And I'd like to thank Duncan for sharing his valuable insights into the retail sector with us this morning.
0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters
1: with Carl Fitzpatrick.